The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it. In his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Psalms 123 on page 503 and Psalm 127 on page 505. Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Our feet shall stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem. Excuse me. Behold, even as the eyes of the servants look upon the hands of their masters, and as of the eyes of the maiden the hand of her mistress, even so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, until he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are utterly despised. Our soul is filled with the scornful reproof of the wealthy and the despitefulness of the proud. Except the Lord build the house, their labor is but lost in that built it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is but lost labor that ye has to rise up early and so late take rest and eat the bread of carefulness, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children and the fruit of the womb are an heritage and gift that cometh of the Lord. Like as the arrows in the hand of the giant, even so are the young children. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. Here begins the fourth chapter of the book of Exodus. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, 
the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, Now put your hand in your bosom. Then he put his hand in his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous, like snow. And he said, Put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again, and drew it out of his bosom, and behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Then it will be, if they do not believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it shall be, if they do not believe even in these two signs, or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river, and pour it on the dry land. The water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since. You have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth, or who makes the mute the deaf, who makes the mute the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you will say. But he said, O oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well, and look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as God. And you shall take his, this rod in your hand, in which you shall do the signs. So Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please, let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt, and see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go return to Egypt, for all the men who sought your life are dead. Then Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. And the Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you will do all these wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand. But I will harden his heart, so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I say to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed I will kill your son, your firstborn. And it came to pass on the way at the encampment that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at Moses' feet and said, Surely you are a husband of blood to me. So he let him go. Then she said, You are a husband of blood because of the circumcision. And the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him on the mountain of God and kissed him. So Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord, who had sent him, and all the signs which he had commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then he did the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, and that he had looked on their affliction, then he bowed their heads, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. Here ends the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Here begins the 20th verse of the 15th chapter of the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward those who are Christ's at his coming. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death, for he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he, put, that he who put all things under him is, is accepted. Now, when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Otherwise, that what will they do who are baptized for the dead, if the dead are, do not rise at all? Why then are they baptized for the dead? And why do we stand in jeopardy every hour? I affirm by the boasting in you which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. If in the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me? If the dead do not rise, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin, for some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Here ends the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. For he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, a holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, Create, make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may attain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, the knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Um, just a few quick thoughts about today's lessons. Um, so the Exodus chapter four here is a continuation of three where we continue with God talking with Moses here. And we see Moses is continually trying to get out of things. He is coming up with the excuses. He is fearful of what will happen or, or doubtful of, of his own abilities here. And so God is providing him with no, no excuses at, at the end. So these items that he gives him, the, the rod that he's carrying is a shepherd's staff. It's just an ordinary everyday item. And, but it also is going to be contrasted with what we find in Egypt, the, the magicians of the day and the Pharaoh all carried these staffs that were thought to be imbued with great power. And, but 
Moses' staff is just an ordinary staff. It's God that's doing these works and using symbols that the people that Moses will be confronting will understand and see and contrast with. Likewise, the serpent, the serpent, the um, the serpent was a uh, a symbol of royal authority. So that's why you see pharaohs with a a little cobra on their 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 hats. And so this will be shown to the Egyptians to show the the reality of God Himself being above all these false idols that they worship. Likewise, turning the the Nile the waters of the Nile into blood. The Nile was deified under the Egyptians. It was seen as a part of the pantheon of gods. And the one true God will demonstrate that he is above all things and all these things that the Egyptians worship are in fact just things and that he has ultimate power over all these things. And then we have to bring up just one little point about the the circumcision of Moses' son and how it talks about God wanting to kill in our our translation of the Hebrew it implies that God wanted to kill Moses and scholars have seen that through there seems to be some issues with the verbs and the nouns in this area that it, there's some been some garbling and jumbling so that we can't ever truly discern what is going on here it seems to be a a story that was passed down verbally that was included in here for an important reason because it's equating god's promise to his people his covenant with his people with the part of the covenant that the people had to fulfill which was to circumcise their sons and here we see something important is that Moses hasn't done this he has he is a Hebrew by birth but he does not seem to have committed to the faith of his his people he is fled from Egypt was raised as a prince of Egypt and then flees into the wilderness and then goes to Midian and be you know marries and becomes part of their family so we see here that far from being a a devout person, one who has dedicated his whole life to God, he has, in essence, run away from God his entire life. And so this is an important lesson for us all because tradition tells us he's been with his, his new family in Midian and being a shepherd for about 40 years. And so this is always important for thing for us to reflect on and to remember is how God calls people to ministry at different times in their life. We see this also with St. Paul, the author of our uh, New Testament epistle today. You know, he had a life that he led before he came to Christ. And it's all those experiences, experiences that they have that are then folded and become part of their ministry and their calling and what they do with and for God. 
So it's always a, a, a very good thing for us to remember is that, you know, the, the things that happen in our life are all necessary and important how we move forward and continue in our individual callings in service to God and to and service in Christ. So these this our own backstories, our own histories are all vitally important for our ministry and for how we live our life in Christ. And we are called to be ministers, every one of us, and we will all utilize the things that God has given us and the things that ha we have experienced in our lives and all our good things and bad things that have happened to us are all part of our individual ministries. And in Moses, we see this, that, you know, outwardly, he would seem to be a, a, a poor choice. He seems to have had a, a speech impediment. He um, talks about that he can't, he does not speak well, that he does not articulate himself or, or his ideas well. And so we see that God meets his, his limitations and provides the, the, the solution to these limitations. And so that's always very important for us to remember that when we are called to something, that it is in our weakness that God's power is manifested. Moses does not have magical powers on his own. It's God working through him as a spokesperson, showing that, that God is sovereign and God has the ultimate power. And God's power is revealed more through our weaknesses than through our supposed strengths. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfaithedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you.